He's not come to give us depression unspeakable. He's come to give us joy unspeakable. How many came, how many came to church so you could give a good dose of depression? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> a good dose of the Holy Ghost, a good dose of joy, peace, patience, kindness, a move of the Spirit. That's, we didn't come for church for depression. You attend some churches, and if... And if somebody died in that church, the paramedics came, they would, have, they would wind up removing half the congregation before they actually found the right, the dead person. Because religion has got this idea of like, you have to be so Stoic. And speak in Elizabethan English. No. He's come that you might have joy and you might have it in fullness. He's come to give you that joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's come to give you peace that passes all understanding. He's come to flood you and fill you with love himself. For the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. This is what has been given unto us. This is what we have. And that's what should happen when the body of believers comes together where His presence is, is poured out, where He shows up. Amen, where He shows up. If God don't show up, we should be concerned. If, if, if there's not an effect of his presence taking place, then there should be a concern if we're just sitting here and just kind of like. That might happen if you don't know what's going on. I, I kind of understand that. When's service going to be over? <laughs> we're, we're not here to be at another service. We're here to have an encounter with the love of Jesus. We're here to have an encounter with God himself. That's why I came. I came to be with Jesus. And with my brothers and sisters in Christ, to, I came to not forsake the assembling of ourselves one to, to, together, especially as the days grow darker. I want to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ to worship the Lord. And he says he inhabits the praises of his people. He comes and shows up where his people are when they come to him in faith and worship him and magnify him and glorify him. That's what happens. Jesus is so good. His love is so great. Amen. He transforms families. He transforms lives. He's in the business of restoration. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. And 
the guilt and the shame that you might have held, it's, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You've been made brand new. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, and you opened your heart to Him, He came and He restored you back to original intent, that relationship and that fellowship with Him. That's what He did. That you may be with Him and know Him, not just so that you could go to heaven when you die. My gosh, you get to live with Him now. You get to experience Him now. Amen? And that's what's available. That's what's here for you in this house and in this place that you could have an encounter with him. Do you like, do any of you, have you ever liked your life without Jesus? Absolutely not. You probably wouldn't be here. Without Jesus, it's a lot harder. It's, it's, you don't like what's going on. Things happen. Your heart's hurt. It's broken. All this other stuff. But in Jesus, it gets healed. It gets mended. doesn't mean you won't go through hardships. It doesn't mean that you might not face some heartbreaking moments. But, but in Him, your heart doesn't break. It's made strong. So it can handle these things that come our way. So that we're able to. To stand in a place of faith and trust in Him. Amen? And that we would not be shaken. It's so important that we are established in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to make this statement. And it hit me. I heard this. And it just hit me deep. Because I'll hear just one phrase and all of a sudden a whole message will explode. Just one phrase. It could be from another individual or it could be whatever. And, and it just like, boom. And God just shows me things. The enemy probably takes you more serious than you take yourself. The en- enemy probably takes you more serious than you take yourself. Now, I use that word probably because some people have a, an understanding and a greater revelation, Right? So they might understand that the enemy takes them more seriously. That there's, they understand who they are in Christ Jesus. But the enemy takes you more seriously than you take yourself because he knows what you can be in Christ. And he's afraid that you will find out who you really are in him. He's actually afraid. Who do you think gives the spirit of fear? Old Slewfoot. Satan. He's the one that gives the spirit of fear. I know that's an old word. But Satan, he came to give a spirit of fear. But God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But he's afraid himself and he's afraid of you. And so he's going to lie, 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 lie. He's going to lie, 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 lie to keep you bound. And he's going to try to get you to believe that lie. He will lie to you, cheat you, and steal from you and say it was God. 
And one of the ways that he does it is he'll say it's God because he doesn't fully approve of you. You can't approve yourself before God. Jesus did that. That's why you live in Jesus. That's why Jesus died on Calvary's cross was to take care of all of that for us, to restore us back into fellowship. We couldn't make ourselves right before God. Amen? He doesn't want you to find out who you really are in Christ. So again, like I said, he's going to keep lying. It's ground and pound MMA style lies. With lies, he takes you down. With lies, he keeps you down, overwhelms you to suffocate you against the fence. With lies, he makes blows at your head and fists and elbows so you can't see clearly anymore and you can't even think straight. Because what comes from all of that, that constant believing and you're down and he's got you down and he's just, I mean, he's just fists and elbows, you know, just bam. I don't know if any of you watched an MMA fight, you know. Got you up against the fence, trying to choke you out, trying to suffocate you. You can't move. You can't think straight. You start losing strategy. What was the strategy of this fight? Some didn't realize that there was a fight. And before they know it, they were in the fight. And they quickly find out, wow, this is a battle. Because it's not just a cakewalk. Amen? I mean, you look at any men and women of God, the, the great things that they had to endure and suffer through when, when they were fulfilling God's plan for their life. You look through the past. I mean, you had Smith Wigglesworth. He passed, I don't know how many kidney stones and other things. I mean, you can just read through the life of Paul. Look what he faced. I think of, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Debbie. I mean, she had it rough in some places. Lift her body a couple times, had a, you know, uh, uh, you know, blood caught between two lungs here. Almost took her out. And she kept crying out, I will not, I will not die. I'll live and not die and declare the glory of God. And she, and she could barely say it. I mean, she couldn't because she couldn't breathe. Pulmonary embolism right there. That, that one her size, um, they say one's just half that size people don't survive. Hers were double in a, in a saddle between two lungs. But yeah, God's used her mightily throughout the nations. And there are others you can think of. They, they, they faced hardships. They faced situations like we will face situations where we have to believe God and we have to trust God and we cannot bow, cannot give, cannot break, cannot bend. But it's not in our own strength, but it's in His. So what is He going to do? He's going to pound away on your head with lies as much as He possibly can and try to put you in a place of confusion and then you're not even, you, you forget like what, where your real strength comes from. 
That's why it's so important that we find ourselves in him and that we keep the word before us daily because we're in a fight. We're in a battle. But let it get to the word, not just because of the fight, but get to the word because you really want to walk in a love relationship with him. We don't get to the word the moment the battle comes. We're in the word before the battle comes. Any good soldier understands this, so what do they do? They're going to go train. You're not going to go. Listen, when we had World War I, World War II, they sent the boys to, to uh, you know, basic training and trained them to go. They didn't just say, okay, go. And they don't even know how to fire a gun. They don't even know how to aim straight or shoot. They wind up killing each other out there in battle, trying to figure it all out. It'd be all mayhem. Well, then why is it the believers just kind of sit on their haunches? You're in a, in a battle that's much worse than any world war because it's about the souls of men. Aren't you glad you had the joy this morning? Thank God we have his joy. It's our strength. So with lies, he makes blows at your head with fists and elbows you can't see clearly anymore and you can't think straight with lies he will put you into a submission hold that makes you inoperable and uh, and useless doubt and fear go hand in hand in all of that because he wants to get you to a place of doubting god doubting who jesus is in your life and that's why it's important that we continue to pursue him with our whole heart and really know him and have a deep and intimate relationship with jesus and that's what's going to give us the strength to stand and fight the good fight of faith. So my question is, what are you going to do about it? Because some of you might be in different places in your walk with God. Some of you might be great and you're doing good. You're standing on your two feet and you're fighting a good fight. Some of you might feel like you just got taken down. Some of you might feel like you're overwhelmed and, and being in a, in a submission hold. Some of you might feel like that he's, he's got you down and he's just on top of you, just fists and elbows. And, and you're just, it's just one right after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. But I will tell you that already you're a champion in Christ Jesus. If you have Jesus, you already are a champion. It does not matter how you feel in the situation, in the fight that you're in right now. You are a champion in Christ Jesus. So what are you going to do about it when you hit in a place just like that? Because I want to remind you here out of John 8, 44, it says, you are of your father, the devil. He's saying who Satan is. I want you to remind, I want to remind you who he is and what he's trying to do. And that you, have, you are more than a conqueror over him. And the desire of your father... You want to do. He's speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. He does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. He's the one that fathered lies. He's a liar and the father of it. That's who he is. So who is Satan? Who is the devil? What does he do? He lies. 
And what do you think he's going to do to you? He's going to lie to you. And the thing is, is he lies in the first person. He puts, drops that thought in your mind and gets you to, and, and you say it. And you have to make a decision whether you're going to hook up with those thoughts and speak it out of your mouth or reject that lie and, and line up with the word of truth that says who you really are in Christ Jesus. That you're a new creature in Christ. That you're an overcomer. What you're going to do about it is that you're going you're to start to fight. It also, you know, he's also a thief. He's come forth to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10. 10. Now Jesus also said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. But 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. How do you res- resist him steadfast? It's in the faith. Faith comes through relationship with Him. Relationship comes through being in His Word, being in prayer, being in that fellowship with Him, and really communing with the Lord. That's where faith comes. So you resist Him in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So these same, you're not anything special. Now, you're special in him, but what I mean is you're not anything better than anybody else that everybody's going through, has been, or has been through the same thing that you've been through. There's nothing new under the sun. The devil's tactics are the same, and they never changed. Jesus rendered him powerless. The only power he has is the power of, of fear and lies, and he's bound it himself. He actually believes his own lies. He actually believes that he's going to conquer God. He's that deceived. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Others have suffered and they have overcome by being in the faith, by remaining in faith, by remaining in the truth, by remaining in the word. So God is in your corner. You're not alone. So already, you might be down and you might be overwhelmed. You might be getting pounded on right now. But God is in your corner saying, get up. Get up. Get up. Rocky movies are a great example of that. That, that keep that grit. Believers need some grit. The gospel is a strong man's gospel. And it takes a great faith 
to just stay in him and not be shaken out. And listen, don't even let the enemy say, no, you don't got great face. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You don't, I don't want the thanks. <laughs> you can't live this life. God doesn't approve of you. Yeah, he proves because of the blood of Jesus that's on you that's right. and in you, that's cleansed you. Amen. He gave you a brand new heart. Amen. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. So he's saying, get up. If God is for you, Romans 8, verse 31, if God is for you, then who can be against you? Okay, that word if doesn't mean that, oh, if God decides to be for you. That does not mean that. It's a question posed to you. If God is for you, like, oh, yeah, he is for me. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Who? You are not alone. Start fighting your way out. Right here, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now listen, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Rely on him to empower you to get up. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. This is the Amplified Classic, Philippians 4.13. I really like it. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything. You're ready for what? Anything. What are you ready for? Anything. And equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So you're starting a fight. He's been on top of you, but all of a sudden you find strength to get over onto your knees. And you're about to get up. He might be trying to wail away, but all of a sudden, the, the strength comes on you. The, there, there's, like, I, I, you like start being in that, that vision. You hit the zone. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what's happening. You feel, the blows you barely even feel all of a sudden. Because there's this strength, inner strength, that rises upon you. Rises up within you. 
Now you're standing. It's time for you to fight the good fight of faith. So just turn with me to 1 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can know and you can understand what God has prepared for you. He'll make it known by his spirit. It's not in your own strength. You're not trying to figure out what God is saying through his word with your head. It's when you open your heart and you let the Lord teach you. You let him train you. You get in that relationship with him so that you can keep standing and keep fighting. And then what happens, this is what happens. You've put the word, you've hid the word of God in your heart. So now when the enemy comes immediately with a lie, you will recognize that lie. And all of a sudden you go, nope, that's not good. Like there will be times I've said stuff out loud and my wife goes, that's not God. That's, stop that. Don't talk that way. You're right. I just say, you're right. I curse that thing right now. Command that, that, those words to die. They're not going to produce after their kind. Come on now. You need, you need a, 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 somebody in your corner, amen? It's nice to have that person in your corner. And if you don't, you got God. And you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, which really that's who we need first in our corner. And we want to get so tuned in to the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us that immediately there will be a conviction upon our heart what we've said or even a thought that comes that does not line up. I take captive of every thought that lost itself up against the knowledge of God. I mean, that word take captive is something really, imp- I mean, it's like you're taking the, 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 the point of a spear or a sword and you're jamming it in the back of that enemy or that liar and you, yeah. you, you are thr- yeah. you've, you've ca- taken captive and you're, you're kind of moving them out like this is it. Yeah. If you move, the, thor- the, the sword's going through your back. If you move, the spear's going through you. And you're leading it out and you're like, Go. Take captive of every thought and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. So you make your mind, you cause your mind to be obedient to his word and to his truth. If you feel like your life is, is, is nothing significant, that's already a lie. Your life is very significant. If it was just you that Jesus died for, he would have died. He would have given up his life for you. So that you could have eternal life, that you could be with Heavenly Father and be able to commune with Him so He could restore you back to your original intent is to have fellowship and relationship with Him. It's not just so that, oh, He can, needs people to worship Him. Not at all. He sings over us. Yeah. He loves us. He laid his son down first for us. His own son. He laid down so that we could be free. And his son was in agreement. 
So you're fighting that good fight of faith. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Listen, your, your, your battle and your fight is not against those that are doing wrong things or, or your family members or your, you know, your spouse. That's not the enemy. The Bible says we're to love. We're to show God's love. We're to, we're to represent God's love, Right? That's what he's called us to. And we just keep giving ourselves to his love, ourselves to his love, and be perfected in his love. And as we're perfected in his love, then guess what? Fear can't stick around. For perfect love casts out all fear. And that's what the enemy wants to do when he's on top of you. He wants you to get in so much fear that you wind up tapping out. <laughs> You don't want to go because you're in a submission hold and, and he's got that thing and you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to break my arm. No, 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 no. There's a strength. You get up. Your arm's not going to break. You get up and you fight the good fight of faith. You fight the good fight of faith. Get up, mighty men and women of God. Get up. And be the man, the woman of God that he has called you to be. Face the enemy. And how do we do this? Is, is it that we're just like looking for the devil under every bush? No. Not by any means. The fighting of the good fight of faith is, is us continuing to, to not let any outside distractions to take us off our course and our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Fighting the good fight of faith is keeping your eyes on Jesus and fulfilling what he's called you to do. When something tries to come in and sideswipe you, you're not all of a sudden undone and full of fear. But what it is is you're like, oh, that's just the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Father. I magnify you. So when something comes in, a thought that doesn't line up with his truth, instead of going, I'll bind that in the name of Jesus and get so focused on binding the thing and so focused on the enemy, focus your, your eyes on Jesus. It's okay to say, no, I, I reject that lie. And then you say, I worship you. I magnify you, Lord. You are holy. You are righteous. I love you, Lord. So you just... You just give it to him. You just surrender it to him. Maybe you've got that pain and, or ache in your body or something that's going on and it's been persistent and the enemies go, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, it's this. You go up on uh, WebMD and it finds out it's some kind of rare disease. Oh, you, that fits exactly what my symptoms are. This is exactly it and you've got two days to live. Oh my gosh, because you looked up on WebMD. No, 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 no. Get your eyes on Jesus. Thank you, Father. No, that's a lie. By his stripes, I am healed. And I'm going to keep standing on his word and standing on his truth. And I will not back down. I will not give up. I will have my miracle. What it was, 25 
25 years or something crazy like that with 30 years with the migraine and then she's in a tent meeting and pow, their God hits her and she hasn't suffered from migraines. That's the healing power of God. And then more things start happening and you just, that's what happens when you get in that place of where he's got you. Amen, where he wants you. The miracle comes. You keep standing until that faith is there and released and to receive the miracle that you're believing God for. Amen. Amen. The devil's a loser. Jesus made a show of him openly. He made a show of him openly. He prayed at him about to show him in, 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 that how defeated foe that he really is. Now, outside of Christ, your lunch is going to get eaten. But you remain in Christ and you keep him your focus and you keep him in the center of your fellowship and relationship with him, then you're going to be able to, to walk through this. Now, if you find yourself outside of that relationship and fellowship with him, come to him. His heart's wide open. He just wants you to just come right back and have, have your relationship restored with him again so that you can commune with him. And then you're going to have the strength to start rising up out of this. He, he has great mercy for us. He's extended his mercy for us. So he'll take you and say, okay, let me clean you up. Let me get you all right back in right fellowship with Heavenly Father. All right, let's go. Now, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out process. It's just as simply as, yes, Lord, I say yes to you, and I surrender my heart, and I give myself to you. I'm not going to live in bound up in the world and these things, the, the lust of the world, the, the, all of the junk that's in the world. I don't want this. I want you, Lord. I'm sick of it. The world's been eating my lunch. It's been chewing me up and spitting me out on the curb. No, that's not God's plan or will for your life. He has much better for you. Much better. Isn't that right, Ashlyn? He's got so much better for you. Isn't that right, David? It's been really good. Stand up. That's it. Just receive. Just receive from heaven more of what he has for you. He's good. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, just I thank you for that strength. I thank you that you're raising him up, Lord. Lord, people may know him as kind of a, a meek and timid man, but I just see this, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yes, it's good to have God's meekness, it doesn't mean that you're cowering, but there's that humility, godly humility that you have. But as you see this, the righteous are as bold as a lion. I just see a boldness rising up on you, and the word of God is going to come forth up out of your mouth, and you're going to go, oh my gosh, it's going to roll up right out of here, out of your spirit, man. It'll be like a fire. Shut up in your bones, and you'll be preaching to those around about you, and they will come to know Jesus. Jesus. He'll release miracles. He'll release healing. God will have you. He'll, through your life, he'll release miracles. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just saw that. Righteous. The, the righteous are as bold as a lion on your life. There's a boldness coming up out of you.
for the good fight of faith out of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Oh, hold on. Let me finish. I, don't, I didn't mean actually finish 1 Corinthians, I don't think. 2 Corinthians. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So the enemy, all he wants to do is, is, is bring arguments into your life. Casting the arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Did you hear that word obedience? People are afraid of that word. But we are not. Because we're going to be obedient to Christ Jesus. We're going to be obedient to his word. We're going to live his word because he's empowering us to live his word through his spirit. We're good soldiers. Soldiers are obedient. When they receive that, and they recognize if you don't, like in the military, you don't do what you're supposed to do, there's going to be a punishment. And if you continue to be a, 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 a bonehead, They'll kick you out. We're not even going to play with you. If you're going to be like that, we're kicking you out. Dishonorable discharge. And we've been called into the Lord's army. And that's why it's important that we understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Because there is a battle and there is a fight. I think of these people that have, in, in, in the past few months, that have lost their lives some taking their own lives, some lives being taken. We're in a battle, we're in a fight. And the devil's eating their lunch and they don't even know it. And that's why we come with love, that's why we come with the gospel message, that's why we come with the truth and that's why we have to be strong. But the enemy wants to preoccupy you with a battle and with a fight with him. He wants you so focused on him, so he's going to keep coming at you with lies, and he's going to keep having you have self-doubt. You keep doubting who Christ Jesus is on the inside of you. When I say self, like I'm not talking that selfish life or, you know, it's all about me kind of thing. When I mean self-doubt, just this, this doubting yourself of who you really are in him, in Christ, the new created self, the, the, the new man in Christ Jesus. Amen? That, that you really are. I mean, man, if you could see yourself of what you really look like and what the completed work is. Because Jesus is going to complete the work in you in that day. The work, he's working you and he's forming you, he's fashioning you. So just submit to the, the working that he's working within you. Just surrender your heart and let him do all that he wants to do because it's mighty. And then in, as he begins to speak to you about things that you need to do, like I want you to go minister to your neighbor. I want you to do this. You say, okay. And you just do it. You start doing it. You just take those simple steps of obedience and he'll start giving you more things to do and more things to do. And all of a sudden you're like, whoo, looking back all that that you fulfilled in the Lord. Not of your own ability or your own might. And you should just start praising God. God, you've gave me this ability and you just give God glory. 
Because he desires to use each and every single one of you. He does. He, and, but it requires a cooperation on our part. He can only use those who are submitted and yielded to him and who will cooperate with him. But he can't use us if we keep trying to do our own thing in our own way. There's a way that seems right to man, but it, that way brings destruction. We've been homeschooled in the wrong home. But remember now that you're in a new home. You're in the family of God. First Timothy 6. For the good fight of faith. The, excuse me. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay a hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed, listen to this, the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. And he who is the blessed and only potent, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he said, I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without spot. Well, what is this commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Because he commanded us to do it. He didn't just, oh, it's, just, it's not the great suggestion. It's the great commission. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, if you feel like it. Only if you feel led, brother. No. Well, then we'll just, I'll just give you, you know, some, some lead from my fishing tackle. And whenever you feel lead in your pocket, then you can go minister the gospel. Because he commanded it. It's been commanded of us. Without spot. Blameless unto our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, and he will manifest in his own time. In other words, when he returns. And he, he who is the blessed and only potent, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. This is your victorious life. You're more than a conqueror. Yeah. Through Christ Jesus, you fought the good fight of faith. So once you fought the good fight of faith, what does that make you? Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surprising, surpassing victory through him who loved us. Whew, that's good. Well, I'm, I'm going to do that. Let's do verse 35 here above that. Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril? Or sort? That sounds like some blows, doesn't it? That sounds like a ground and pound MMA fight. Even as it is written, for thy sake, 
We are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. You've gained a surpassing victory through him. Now it's not outside of him. It's not, I did myself. <laughs> no, you got to do it in him. And it's a surrender. It's, it's a communion. It's, it's, it's you're, you're, you're working with Father. You're one with Father. You're one with the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. I mean, just read, uh, uh, you know, John chapter 14, I mean, it just talks about the oneness and that, that the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost made their home on the inside of you. So you have this relationship with Him that you get to have. I mean, it's awesome. So you commune with Him. It's like, it's like what a good relationship that you should see, like really good friends. that They, they flow with each other. Or husband and wife, they flow with each other. Or with a family unit, and when they got things in order, they flow with one another. There's a flow. There's a community. Well, the same thing with our Heavenly Father, because He's perfect. All, he, we just let Him work that maturity on the inside of us. When you see that word perfect in the Bible, like this perfect work that's done in you, he's saying that perfect maturity, it's reached its completion, and you become mature in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that, oh, I've already arrived, I'm mature. With that kind of attitude, you've already just shown how childish you really are. It's not like that. I mean, the more you learn and study and grow in the Lord and relationship with him, the more you realize you don't know. And you just become more humble. And when you walk in true humility before Christ, then there's that real maturity that is taking place on the inside of you. You don't even put off this feeling, oh, how much you know. It just, it just comes out and it's just a thing. It's just, just that, that there's no pride attached to it. And people can receive. When you come with any kind of pride, it's hard for people to receive. And that's why it's so important that we walk in that place of humility and love that we ultimately are pouring into these individuals that we come across. Amen? Mm. Yet amid all these things, we're more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Now Jesus already defeated the enemy. So now you rise up as the conqueror. And you gave that blow. And you giving the blow is walking in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to you ground and pound Satan, just walk in obedience with the word. You want to ground and pound Satan, you remain in that place of love. You want to ground and pound Satan, you walk in that place of peace. You want to ground and pound Satan, then you go and get, get the lost saved. You want to ground and pound Satan, then you, you start fulfilling what God has spoken into your heart and the dreams that he's given into your heart that line up with scripture. Amen? If he gave you the dream, it's going to line up with his word. Amen. Obviously, if you were a, a boy dreaming of being, you know, part of the mafia, that's not God's plan for your life. That would be the devil's plan for your life, right? If you're into taking people off a, a, a long walk off a short pier, that their soul must rest in pieces, then, then that means that that's a wrong kind of... That's not the plan of God for your life. 
Mimiliji. Bust your kneecaps. We'll take you for a long drag off a short pier. Capisce, you know what I mean? I like it when my voice gets really, like, raspy, you know, after I've talked a lot. It sounds a little better. It's like, you know what I mean? But listen, I'm really, like, to be honest with you, I'm really not that funny. It's the Lord that helps me. Because usually my boys just roll their eyes like, Dad, that's a terrible joke. I think it's only funny because some people laugh and then others start, oh, that is kind of funny, and they start laughing. But if we were in a car by ourselves, you'd just look at me and like, okay. There's something about the presence of God that brings joy. Amen. Lord, help me be funny outside of church. (laughs) Amen. We love you guys.